Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And today we're going to be talking about the second episode of the um, Disney Plus series Loki. Um, yeah. Uh, the show, the title um, of the variant. for me personally, I... <laughs> Yep, the variant. <laughs> this, this, this is nuts. I don't okay, know, I, I, I was, I was wondering um, why you just kind of skipped over the name, and you kind of sound like you just want to get into it. So, yeah, no, I do. I mean, yeah, I've got it says right here on my my note the variant, but I'm just like, I, bah. um, the show is is going in so many cool different directions, yeah. and I'd have to say, without getting into too much of it now, it, it's. It's almost doing that thing that usually bothers me. It might be why I'm so like, I don't know how I feel, but I think I really like it because I don't know if I trust Loki. I don't think we're supposed to. You know, I, exactly. So I don't think we're, we're supposed to trust Loki at all. I don't like when the titular character, you don't know what their motives are. It freaks me out. Well, I mean, so that's kinda, I'm, I mean I'm feeling it, uneasy. It, to, be, to be quite honest, you kind of should have known this about the show going into it that... You know, where oh, yeah. we as the audience are going to be in situations where we're not going to trust Loki. I mean, this is this is 2012. He's the trickster. You know, know, height the height of like villain Loki as you're as you're possibly going to get. So I I kind of grasp that going into the show. So I'm not I'm not on the same page with you as that. I I know not to trust Loki. So that's just I mean I, I know that and I know not to trust him. But still, it's just it's just the way that I feel about stories you know so i'm like i know i'm not i I shouldn't trust him but i still get that weird uneasy feeling in the pit of my stomach but i'm really enjoying it so um i mean this episode gets like we said we talked about the first episode and the focus is you know kind of just like getting us up to speed understanding like where we know we understand the world to a point like what's going on here at least you know what we're we're told to believe Mm -hmm. and getting Loki to understand here's what's going on let's move on now and here's what the whole series is going to be about okay cool they did a great job just getting us into everything in the first episode this one here um obviously a little bit deeper I love that Marvel has really taken on this um feeling of it's not I mean it it is always it's a finite story which is great we know there's like you know one season we're probably not going to go more than that um which is what I like I know that you think that it may go more, but I feel like this one season is enough to get us to the next time we see the characters again, you know, from both WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, it's enough to get us by until another movie comes out with them. And then maybe down the line, they might do another series to supplement more. No, absolutely. That's, ab- I feel, that's absolutely I feel, what I believe. Yes. Right. So I feel like right now, like, these stories themselves are finite. You know, we know the beginning... We, and, you know, and we know, I'm saying we, but the people making it know the beginning, know the end. They know where it's going to, to end, you know, not like a TV series that starts starts off and they milk it and milk it and milk it, which is basically what I feel like The Walking Dead is. Like, nobody knows when The Walking Dead's going to end. Nobody cares. They just want to keep making money. Right. And the story gets more and more stupid and ridiculous and you just lose um interest in the characters as it goes it's really funny that you mentioned the walking dead because i think recently they did announce that whatever season they're on now will be the final season oh thank god but then you still have like the (laughs) spinoffs like fear the walking dead and then 
I think uh. there's like I think there's like a movie or whatever that's supposed to be coming out to explain like what happened to Rick when he like went absent. So it's just, but it's it's the same thing like mm. you were saying. That is a complete cash cow, and they're just gonna keep milking it for all that it's worth. Right. This is, but that's not what they're doing with this. No, I, they, not at it. all. I, this is absolutely something different, and I agree with you. I don't think we'll see a second season of any of these series before we get past fa- phases, you know, four and five, and you know, whatever the end the ending of whatever story arc that they're on right now. And then later on down the line, like you said, yeah, I do think that we're eventually going to get a second season of WandaVision to, to, to kind of go into, you know, her character a little bit deeper because there's, I don't see, I don't see how you can explore these characters in a movie or any of the movies that have already been renounced announced when you already have so much going on in those movies. I don't want to spend you know, 45 minutes in, in Multiverse of Madness going over Loki because we, we already did that. Let's just, let's continue with the story right. and there's time to explain right. about, you know, Loki and everything later. That's That that was my mm-hmm. whole point when I was saying that there's going to be, you know, a second and a third season to all these. I don't think it's going to be immediate. It's, it's definitely going to no. be some time in between. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So this episode itself, um, there were some elements in it that I really liked. Um, you know, some detective work stuff going on and, you know, kind of getting a little bit more, um, understanding of how, or, or just seeing Loki kind of in a different light, you know, it seemed like, he, cause he didn't have powers throughout the majority of this episode. So he's just being a dude, like a, a sneaky, schemy dude. Right. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Like he didn't have any tricks up his sleeve besides what's going on in his head. We don't really quite know. It seems like he's on the level, but I'm not really sure. But the Tarantino um, fan in yeah. me is loving all of the dialogue. I mean, Tom Hiddleston yeah. and Owen Wilson, they are killing it in this. Like just the they two are. of them going back and forth in their banter is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it later, but they, they I mean, they're sitting down and they're having this philosophical conversation that starts off with talking about, you know, 90s jet skis and it's like this this is incredible. <laughs> like I loved that oh, I loved I loved that entire sequence and just the, mm-hmm. the, and you're right. Stripping Loki of his powers within the TVA is probably, you know, a very wise decision because now he's kind of forced to use his words instead of just like, hey, right. magic, I'm over here. Now I'm over here. No, that's that's all gone mm-hmm. now. And I think that's incredible because now you can actually see right. what Tom Hedelson is actually capable capable of as an actor, which is he's he's killing it. He's killing it. This and is I've the never, most, and this is the I, most Loki we've seen. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying in these in these two episodes, we've seen more Loki in these two episodes than we've seen in in in, in the entire MCU. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the screen time. He's had more screen time just in two episodes, and it's and I think that's what's making it so good because we're getting, as you said, more Hiddleston. You know, we're getting more of him. You know, exploring his character, going deeper, and not just the surface level stuff that we've picked up before. I thought he was. I thought Ragnarok. Um, he was great in Ragnarok. Um, just all the dialogue. You know, uh, what was it? Get help. You know, the stuff between him and Thor, showing mm-hmm. them as brothers, being brothers. Yeah. Um, obviously, Taika Waititi was the one who's like, let's meet, let's explore this more. Um, and just as all the Thor movies have gone, they've gone from, well, Thor, Thor's a very interesting <laughs> series of movies because you get the first one that's like, oh, well-balanced, you know, a little different than the others, but okay, it's well-balanced. Then you get the dark world that's just straight-up serious 
I don't remember there being much comedy to it. It just didn't feel like it was part of the MCU. It seemed like somebody else was at the helm and, you know, we're trying to make it more like a DC movie. And I'm like, no, I'm not really interested. And then you get Ragnarok that's just all around a fantastic film. You know, like it's definitely the best of the of the Thor trilogy. You know, you get more into the characters. You see them be more human, if you will. And it's great. So here we're getting more of that with with the Loki character. And it's brilliant. So, no, that's absolutely agree. And just a little bit on um, a little bit on Owen Wilson here. I was never a big fan of his ever, never (laughs) a big fan of his. (laughs) His comedy style, I'm going to be very honest, it bothers me a lot, kind of along the same lines as a Will Ferrell or even a, um, what's the guy's name from The Office? What's his name? Oh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Like, that style yeah. of, of, of acting and that kind of comedy, it annoys me immensely. I throw him in there with that. After seeing him in these two episodes... Yeah, okay, I can I can appreciate what he's doing here. This is what he's what he's able to do here is pretty amazing. I'm I'm thoroughly on board with it. Something else that I wanted to um touch upon was the showrunner of Loki is uh Michael mm-hmm. Waldron and he's going to be the mm-hmm. director of Multiverse of Madness. And if there was ever Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What ha- what happened to Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi. Did he fall off? I thought Raimi was directing Mu- Multiverse of Madness. Then what is Michael Waldron doing? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I love how you can hear the two of us typing at the same time. Like, yeah, wait, Michael Waldron's wait, doing wait a second. multiverse of bat. I don't know what Sam Raimi's doing. Oh. Director, Sam Raimi. Right here. Multiverse of Madness. No, that's straight Exa- up. Exactly. You need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying it says that Sam Raimi is directing Multiverse of Madness, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, that hasn't changed. That's still the same. So Michael Waldron, not sure. Anyway, I don't know. Was there a miscommunication there? Did no, I, did I miss something? Screenplay. <laughs> screenplay. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, he wrote it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He <laughs> no, wrote it. He wrote don't it. Don't <laughs> take away Raimi. I was so excited for Sam Raimi to be doing something Marvel again. No, this is oh, this, 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 okay. this is the guy who's credited with being one of the screenwriters for this uh writing the screenplay okay. for this movie. I, I apologize. I, I oh, thought okay. he was um I thought that he was actually <laughs> gonna be directing that movie. My apologies. You just he's, you just he's, falsely he's, shattered my dreams. <laughs> whatever, man. But um yeah, writer I was so sad. Okay, fine. So he's okay. he's he's writing right. it. So I'm even more excited for Multiverse of Madness just because his name is attached to it. I mean, what he's doing, yeah. what he's doing, what he's able to accomplish with this show in just these two episodes have been phenomenal in 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 my opinion. Well, I think I think what we're getting here and it's it's painting a clearer picture of what they mean by multiverse, you know. I mean, so this show, we know it's all about this sacred timeline and all that stuff. I think that's what they're getting into here. Is it? Is you know, they're talking about um, they're talking about Nexus, they're talking about this, that and the other thing. I feel like this is all going to tie in. It's not just a matter to give Loki some some backstory or some extra story or whatever. I feel like this is all going to come together. The stuff between what Wanda did, the stuff with um, and the stuff with Loki. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah, we built up their characters. I mean, we might see what U.S. agent somewhere. I don't don't know know, where they would fit. I know. I don't know I don't where know. those I don't, characters I don't would think they fit would. in multiverse. I I can understand where they would fit in something like um Black Widow if they were, you know, right. going to go that direction and 
I mean, especially but, which like, they can't because Black well, Widow's well, before well, Endgame. Well, they can because the way that this episode ends, they can do whatever they want now. Yeah, I know. They can That's do. I, and I and I and I at. said this last week. They need to be careful with <laughs> <I know>. these <laughs> with these recent these devices, and they just went ahead and just blew everything out of the water with it. So. Mm-hmm. We will see, but like literally, they can do whatever they want now. I am, I am expecting everything. I am not mm-hmm. going uh, everything, anything that they do. I'm going to completely yep. expect. Like it's everything yeah. is on the table. I believe Nothing you said that like limits. six months ago regarding something else. You said as soon as they start doing this, it's it's just all like whatever. Yeah, no, that's what we kind of got. Like once we understood the whole Wandavision thing, we're like, yeah, everything is whatever. We can do whatever we want. And that's hey, whatever. So far, they haven't they haven't let us down. There's been some flaws and some things like that, but in but overall, everything has made sense and everything has been extremely entertaining. You're right. So, yeah. No, I'm not. Know, I'm not saying that it hasn't been, but I am. I am nervous. <laughs> I'm gonna be very honest. I know. I am nervous because I of this. And it, it. I mean, when you think about when you think about cinema or you think about sci-fi more specifically. <sighs> There has never been a MacGuffin like this introduced in sci-fi ever. Eh, not not to this degree. No, not to this degree. Um, not to this degree. No. To to well, just I mean, potentially to potentially erase like the Infinity Saga. Mm, eh. Cinema, no. TV shows, yes. Yeah, sci-fi. I mean, Doctor Who. Okay, does you know stuff what? Like you know this. what? You know what? Bob um, Newhart waking up saying that like it was this. all a dream doesn't count. <laughs> I don't recall that. It was um, what was it? What was it? It was like it was like back when he was like really popular, like back in the like, late seventies, early eighties, and I think like uh-huh. he did his TV show like Bob Newhart, and then he did another show where he oh. was like an innkeeper or something like that, and then the, the mm-hmm. finale of that was he wakes up in his bed with his wife from his first series and he was like i had a crazy dream that i was an innkeeper and there was all these people and it was like wow okay so you just like wasted like yeah. years of of that television show like that doesn't count <laughs> no that's perfect that's that's almost that, that is almost like what i did with my um my my little horror short or horror film i was doing like i took my little five minute um horror short and i was making that the intro to a bigger movie and then in the end you find out that it was all a dream so i actually just before we just before we moved out of our last apartment i still had my clothes and everything i cut my hair to match up a little bit the same beard and everything and put the clothes on and then reshot part of the first movie to make it kind of pick up right then and there and then i was going to finish it um but of course we never finished the movie because we had the bad car accident and you know here we are Six, seven years later, not making horror films anymore. But tis what it is. But no, the, the thing is, when you can do something like that, it doesn't, uh, to some it might take away from the gravity of it, but to others you're like, you know what, that's good storytelling. It's <laughs> good story. It way, it's good storytelling. It's good storytelling. And I'm having a good time with this. But in a way, it does, it does kind of undermine the Infinity Saga. I can see that being yeah. a huge, you know, bone of contention with a lot of people. And I'm kind of teetering well, on that fence. Hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I, and it's only because I brought it up last week. Like, be careful with these things. And then there's just a room mm-hmm. with like dozens of them there. And it's like, oh, they're all going all over the place. Great. <laughs> you called they, it. You they called, did exactly well, what you they didn't want them to do. You seem to expect it was going to be longer, though. 
You didn't expect it to happen in the second episode, though. I, I didn't know. Nobody did. I didn't <laughs> I knew this series was short. The series the series is only six episodes. There's four episodes left. I figured oh, wow. what we saw here was gonna be like the end. Like, okay, these mm. these, you know, these reset devices, they're gonna come back. You know, this this variant Loki is stealing them for a reason. We're gonna see them all eventually. But in the second episode, that's insane. This mm. like, and that's something else that I appreciate about the series right now. It's moving so fast. It's not wasting any time. Like, right, right. In okay, so in in Falcon and Winter Soldier, there was a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of you know retreading the same ground, Times. and there was a couple of lull episodes. There were even a few lull episodes in Wandavision where it was just like, okay, we have to we have to pause here for time. And then, you know, we'll continue with the story in the next episode. Like, that happens in every series. Here, I have, like, right. we haven't seen right. that yet. This is moving incredibly quick. Like, I'm, I'm very well, I surprised. Think, I think the difference between Captain, um, gosh, see, I did it again. The Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. There you go. Um, and Loki. Like, those two characters there, we really didn't get anything to explain who they were and what was going on in their heads and what type of people they were. They wanted us to finally appreciate the characters. Mm. We've already appreciated Wanda to a point because we understood her, her situation and losing her brother. We already had someone a soft spot for her. So we're like, okay. So they went through this really cool thing of us understanding her even more. Right. Now with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, nobody, there was nobody invested in them. Like they were just there. They're like, oh, they're, they're kind of cool. Like, but you would never sit there and talk about the Avengers and bring those two up like ever. No, because they were just like they they were, you know, they were like a red shirt. They were in the background. They were very much in the background of everything. Yeah. I mean, still, they still never explained where he got his wings. You know, (laughs) nobody questioned it. Um, But at least they did kind of tie it into later on where that character. um, What was it? Um, Miguel Joaquin. Whatever his name is, the guy who who becomes like the new Falcon, mm-hmm. you know, he leaves his wings. You can keep them. Hey, cool. Okay, I like that they tied that in. Um, but still, well, whatever. Where did it come from? Military. They're just gonna leave it there. It came from the military, and he just got chosen. Whatever. I'll get over it. it makes more sense than adamantium claws. So were you like? I'm um, just. I'm just really curious. Were you like expecting there to be like a close up? Like one of those really close-up shots where they zoom in into the really fine detail and you just see like a Stark logo on the wing. Like, is that what you wanted? Is that secretly what you wanted? No. If I wish it was I wish it was hammer tech. (laughs) 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 And then then next thing you know, you realize like there's some kind of like tracking device in there or something that 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 in hammer sitting in the room going, (laughs) you know, dancing in the corner or something like I just imagine like they should totally bring back Justin Hammer. His character was so annoying that I would love to see him come back again and get smacked down again. Yeah. Anyway, that's just that that that. Dude, I keep forgetting his name. Um, the actor uh, Sam Rockwell. I, I think he's he's got this weird hilarity about him um, that just it worked so well. Yeah. But almost like a Wilson. He's almost Wilson. Like I, I would definitely put him in the same. Uh, they they tend to do um, indie type movies a lot, so they have the same type of of humor. Anyway, you know what? Let's get into the episode itself. Right. Um. Just because it's just, there is there is a lot going on here, um, and I think it'll better explain like what we're talking about. So we we start right off. I mean, they they do their recap. Here's what we missed. Here's what we saw. Whatever, and they go right to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 1985, right? And they're at a medieval fair. 
and they're and the um the hunters here are tracking a variant. They go into a tent, and all of a sudden, like the speakers come on, and it's just like, oh, lads, uh, lads and ladies, lords and ladies, come here, sit down, and blah blah blah. Well, you're in for a treat, you know, like this whole whatever they normally do for um for you know their shows and this then voice, it's like oh are we holding out for a hero and then they start playing the song holding out for a hero this voice was sounded like interesting it sounded like loki but i'm thinking it was just like the british accent that was throwing me off so i ignored it right right yeah um and so i thought it was great they start off with the song holding out for a hero which for some reason every time they use this song i think they it was in it was one of the Shrek movies, like yeah. Shrek Two or something like that. They used it, and there was like a fight scene going on. It's not a bad song for a fight scene. Um, I'm pretty sure this was the one that they used for um, Short Circuit Two in the end, where he's like bleeding battery acid, so he goes to a Radio Shack and gets like all decked out with whatever he can just so he can survive enough to catch Oscar the bad guy, and he's racing down the pier. I don't know. I would love to rewatch the Short Circuit movies. Short Circuit 2 is just too funny. You know, a robot going around the city trying to be like, you know, human, but he's not. Right. Anyway, um, but that scene was, was awesome. So holding out for a hero, anytime that's in a movie, I'm usually pretty happy it's there. It fits. It always seems to fit when they use it. But you get this sense here that as they're... As it's going on, um, what was this this hunter's name? Hunter C twenty. Yeah, Hunter C twenty. Um, she gets enchanted, you know, and her eyes get green, and she starts taking out the other hunters. Um, okay, so you see what's going on, you know, and you know, one hunter's like, dude, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just having fun, and you can tell she's just totally under somebody else's control. We know it's this other Loki. Okay, and we see here that. Um, that this Loki is collecting reset charges, you know, throughout every single area. And it seems like that's the main goal is to collect these charges. Okay, we're getting it's not just a coincidence. This is the goal. Take out the time cop guys and get the charges. Right. And after that happens, goes through the time door, you know, dragging one of the uh, a hostage with her. Was it was it C20? It was she C20. Was she was dragging. She was dragging okay. the same. Yeah, she was dragging the host, same hostage. That makes sense. Okay, I couldn't tell in that scene, but I know later on we see C20, who's you know, like hypnotized or something, like just well, not hypnotized, but traumatized. Um, and here we are, like that's pretty much what's going on. Okay, now we see this Loki has access to their tech. You know, it's traveling through time doors and all that stuff. Okay, and stealing more and more of these reset charges. Um, so sets the tone, and we see Loki, who's doing his t- TVA training videos with the clock face that we saw earlier. Um, what was your what was your take on this whole clock face situation? I, it's weird. Like it, yeah. it's an interactive hologram thing that's going on, and he's trying to like actively smack it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I guess so. Like, and t- it's, a, it's a hologram. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's like, even if yeah. you do hit it, it like was the just, paper's just going to go straight through it. I didn't understand. Yeah. Well, what I what I love about it is, again, it, we have this old technology or, or we'll say uh, seemingly old technology that's doing futuristic advanced stuff. You know, even the computer he used was like an old like. Uh, what would you call that? I don't know something from the eighties. An Apple you know? two, an Apple two uh, monitor. Was like, <laughs> w- was it an Apple two? <laughs> like it was, it was pretty old school. Like, yet like, it's got this hologram jumping out of it. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. But um, I mean, I, I, so I, do going- get, I do get what you're saying. I love that they have. I love that the TVA, even though I don't trust them, you know, they have access mm-hmm. to the ability to travel all over time and they're monitoring multiple timelines at the same and and they're just doing all this crazy stuff. Right. But the aesthetic of everything is so A's. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I know. I love it. It's, it's great. Well, it's not even just 80s. Like, some of the decor looked like 60s, 70s. Yeah, you know? kind of. But then they have computers, so we're like, okay, so we got, we've got we got 80s tech, but, like, 60s, 70s fashion. Like, it's strange. Maybe I'm just um, drawn to how, like, everything that you see, like, wherever they go within the TVA, like, if you see, like, a background, it's normally, like... You know, um, like wall paneling, like wood wall paneling that you would see like in basements in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like it, that's that's Nothing everywhere. With that's kind of what paneling. I was drawn to. So that's why I'm saying like it's a very eighties aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's definitely. so it's it's I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, no, it's not just you. I see it. <laughs> so Renaissance it's just, Fair. It, it's so cool. Uh, no, they're after they're out of the Renaissance Fair. Fair. He's um he's at the TVA okay. doing his trainings and everything. Yep. And then we see um he's over there talking to uh to what's his face there Mobius and gets his TVA jacket. And as he tries to like speak to the team who's getting ready to go out and find you know go down to this medieval fair and figure out what happened because they they caught the um the variant um blah 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 <laughs> signature um they're they're looking at him and they're like oh turn around what's on your back ah variant just in case anybody forgets who you are and why you're here you know like basically putting him back in his place and he's like okay so they're talking about they don't know which kind of loki this is so different Lokis from different timelines that skew off they tend to have different powers that they tend to use that's their thing, um, which is interesting because we never quite really know what Loki's powers are. I thought he just had technology and he was like a, tr- a tricky dude, you know. Um, <laughs> you'll have to excuse my children who like to ring my doorbell all the time in the middle of any conference call I have. They'll sit there and ring the doorbell because they think it's funny that um, I can see them. Anyway, um so he's got his jacket, yeah, and they're trying to—they're going through these holograms of all these different looking Lokis. You got one who's like jacked, another one who looks like a devil. Um, you got one with the long hair, one playing basketball or something, and it's—it's it's just interesting. It's like okay, so there's all different types. They look different ways, and I think they're really that alone makes sense because it looks like they're really getting into a multiverse type of thing. That's what I was you thinking. Know? I'm really curious. Like, so I'm wondering what. What's the difference between the timeline and the multiverse? That's like I this show, like this, like at. this specific show, their definition of timeline, it it's mm-hmm. it's looking and sounding like it's just a multiverse. Right. That's what I think is happening here. That's exactly what I'm what I'm getting at. I think that I mean, especially with them showing it, showing the timeline and branches coming off and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, and they're all simultaneously happening at the same time. Like they're they're happening. All right, get it. This seems like multiverse, you know. And it has to start. I mean, the multiverse, the way the DC shows it, is like you know, Big Bang, multiple universes, all this stuff. You know, okay, there's just all this stuff happening. It's always happened at the same time, but. 
the way that Marvel's showing it here is that there are certain points in time where it can be skewed and there could be another um, another version of this happening, you know, in the same quote-unquote time, but alternately. Blah. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going here because why else would they introduce this around the same time we're going to get a multiverse? So I'm interested because time travel never made sense. Um, and we've talked about this before. Time travel other is stuff. still time not going to make, make sense. sense. Exactly. So like, I, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to get. I don't want to get too deep into it because if we pick at it long enough, we're going to find a hole. I really don't want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be plenty of time for this to be analyzed later. Like let's. I. I, I kind of mm-hmm. just want to enjoy the show now and not get bogged down. You know, <laughs> with, with with technical details about time travel because we're both going to go cross-eyed. And we're both going to like, it's, it's not going to end well. So (laughs) it's just, it's just one of those things. I was just curious, like their, 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 their language, like their, their definition of multiverse and timeline seems to be one and the same. It doesn't, there doesn't seem to be any difference really. Right. And I, I think that's where they're going and I'm really happy they are because finally it's, it's been the same thing I've been saying for years that does not really Time travel, if you're looking at it in the right way, it's more of creating another reality, you know, and they're all kind of happening at the same time. And that's what makes more sense than anything. I will say it is time travel. I mean, we get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we Mm -hmm. get to a point in here where we go back to like, what is it, 49 AD? When Pompeii explodes, well, yeah. so that's that's uh-huh. time travel, dude. There's no way around. No, that, that. is time. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not time travel, but I'm saying since they went back and then they went forward, um, and they went back to a normal time and reality, um, there's also another version of them that didn't go back. You know, it just it just opens up the door to there to be being multiple of everybody at the same time, always, like just constantly. There's one that dies, one that lives, one that gets sick, one that doesn't get sick. You know, it, it, it exists. And that's the cool thing about this theory. Um, Back to the Future, for example. Here's the, the big flaw in Back to the Future. They go into the future, right? And they see their future selves. That makes zero sense because between the time of them leaving and then the, and them arriving 30 years into the future... They didn't exist. So how were they raising a family and all that stuff if they didn't exist? Well, if they're just traveling to the future as if they never left that time, then that would make sense. Or are we talking about, well, we know they're eventually going to come back. But if that's the case, if they went into the future and then came back, wouldn't they remember that they went to the future and saw them, their future selves? See, you're doing, say, hey, exactly, my, you're doing think, exactly what I didn't ex- want us to do. <laughs> I know. I know. But that's why, I'm talking, about, that's why I'm talking about back to the future. That's why I'm talking about back to the future but you would think that if if you traveled into the future and saw your future self you would immediately remember that that's about to happen because you already went through it but that's why it doesn't make sense that it's just a linear time travel it's multiple dimensions that you're creating when you start traveling through time especially into the future so that's why I think that the way they're doing it here is not perfect time travel because it doesn't exist but they're they're taking that into consideration and making a little bit more sense in what they're calling a multiverse slash time travel. So they're your doing theory, it all together, and so I think it's pretty cool. So your theory is that if you're if you're looking at time travel and what MCU has created is definitely like the branch, like each separate mm-hmm. limb is a different universe. Is that your theory Correct. right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Yeah, and I think I think it makes total sense, and then I mean. 
as far as anything sci-fi-ish, time-travel-ish, multiversal, <laughs> whatever. No, it does. It, it, um, it, it could makes, make sense. It makes complete sense. I'm not. It doesn't. I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't make sense. It, it makes sense. Better sense than you know anything else that we have right now. I, I will say that. Right. Which is going to get confusing when we start looking back at the supreme leader or whatever the heck her name was, um, the one who gave the stones over to Ruffalo and told him to go back in time and, and make sure they went back to the regular points in time. Like, eh. And that's why it's great that they showed a bunch of them, like multiple of them, just sitting in a drawer as paperweights in the first episode of this. Because it's like, wow, all of that doesn't matter because it didn't make sense because that's not how time travel or, you know, different universes works. Okay, now we're getting deeper and it's getting really cool. Well, it makes sense. You know, I, that, I saw the flaw. That whole thing makes sense if you're a comic fan. And I will be the first mm-hmm. to admit that I don't know much about the comics. But one thing that I do right. know is that each stone is tied to the universe it's from. And it will not work right. in, in the next one over. So the time stone right. from Earth you know, 616 is not going to work in Earth, in reality Earth 617 or whatever, however you want to phrase that. That, I, right. I, I swallowed because I kind of knew, I knew that when I saw it, so I forgave it. I'm like, okay, that that that's an interesting touch. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's all coming together in a way here, and I don't think it's just disregarding the stuff we saw. I think it's just adding to the, um, like, whoa, there's something even bigger than that. Because that's what I kept saying. I'm like, when, when Spider-Man uh, Far From Home was coming out, I'm like, what are they going to do after Endgame? I mean, Endgame was like the Endgame, you know? <laughs> what do you do after that? It's, af- it's the aftermath. Tony Stark is gone. This is happening. How do you make a movie? And honestly, Far From Home was a fantastic film. Yeah. They did an amazing job with it. I was so impressed. I, 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 I couldn't fathom what they could do afterwards, how they could explain the whole blip thing, but they did, and I'm like, huh, okay. Or snap thing. We found out they called it the blip after. But, you know, and now we're getting it filled in on all the other parts. So now we don't have to have a whole movie explaining how Wanda and, you know, Vision and everybody else somehow exists and understands. So that's why I really love that they're supplementing it here. But that all being said, um, you know, just us branching off talking about different versions of Loki, I think we're really... We're really getting somewhere here, and it's going to fill in a lot that we need to be filled in with in order to understand what's going to happen in the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness is going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be a crazy movie. Like it's, it, it's, it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we saw Doctor Strange. I'm kind of like, yeah, this is interesting. You know, we'll see. But I mean, getting into the multiverse with him, this I, is going I kinda to be feel completely bad. Nuts for Doctor Strange a little bit because we're setting up a lot for him to just have to fix. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's Yep. Like he's going to have uh-huh. a crazy time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean and plus we're going to be dealing with quantum mania and all that stuff later on with Ant-Man. Like they're they are not holding back with all this and I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean quantum mania is a horrible title but I mean, aside from that, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really digging what they're doing. I think this is great. So, um, anyway, um, they're talking about different things in Loki. Again, this kind of goes back to like you said, the dialogue in this episode was fantastic, and they're talking about uh, Loki goes into his uh, clarification, explain the difference between duplication and illusion projection, 
um, where duplication is actually um, creating like a, an exact copy of yourself that's mirroring your movements. It's a mirror of you. That's duplication. Where illusion projection is basically just projecting something, like making something else happen. It's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And as he's going through it, you know, he kind of surprised people with like, okay, that makes sense. Let's move on, whatever. But he gets into this like, okay, well, you know, we could... He's like, we don't hurry up and get out of here. You'll never have a, have time for um, an audience with the timekeepers. And he's like, wait, and a meeting with the timekeepers is on the table? And we kind of see that glimmer of hope for him, and we see, okay, we see where this is going. Um, also in this episode, we get a little bit more about Mobius, who's just like, I think he's questioning the reality of everything he knows too, but we get more into it um, later. Um, I certainly okay, think so there's the, the, more to him yeah. than what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not, maybe not questioning everything that's going on, but maybe he just knows a little bit more, or maybe he has his own motives of why he wants to keep Loki around. Because everybody, right. if you notice, everybody else around him kind of like don't trust this person. Do not trust Loki. He is going to mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z. And Mobius is like, no, 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 no. He's a, he. I, I I need him. I need him. Like. Hmm. <laughs> what do you have planned, and why do you need Loki? It's it's one of those things. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see that, but that's a valid point. Maybe something is going on there too. Okay. I don't know the whole thing. I mean, we kind of a- he did kind of explain it. He did kind of explain it. Like he he just wanted to be around Loki more, not so much use him, but more just be around him so we can better understand how he ticks. So there's he can, a, so he personally can be a better detective. Right. But there's, there is a line later on in this episode where Loki, you know, has the aha light bulb moment and Mobius kind of looks at him with like a cock smile, like you're going to take my job if you keep doing a good job like this. And it, that was kind of like, okay, that's interesting that you would say that to him in, in, in yeah. that way. Like it was very, it was very, very specific, like the way that that was delivered. Right. Right. So, yeah, I will. Yeah, his character is interesting. It's hard, and it's always been hard to understand Owen Wilson because we we talked about in the last episode. He's just his line delivery is so unique that I never know if he's being serious or just being like making fun of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, is he joking or is he serious? So that that's why I, I like that he was chosen for this because it adds to the whole mystery of like what's actually going on here. But I can see they that. go over to they, they go back over to the, the crime scene, if you will, back over to 85 and they're over in the tent. And um, he's. Loki's basically saying, you know, I, I can smell a scheme. You know, he's got this line, you know, where there are wolves ears, wolves teeth are near. So it's like, okay. And then they kind of go back and forth. And he's just like, you, you guys keep walking into traps. And he gets into things like, I need to speak to the timekeepers because they're in much more danger than we realize they are. They're in and they don't believe him. And they reset the timeline and walk out. Now, this scene was very confusing for me. Especially as it went on, because I couldn't tell what was really happening here. Like, was he actually, like, saying, like, hey, something's going on here and we shouldn't be here? Like, this this is a trap? Or was he actually trying to stall, as he said later on when he met up with the other Loki? I think... I tried to stall there, there as long as I could. 
I think I personally think he just kind of stumbled onto it. Okay. I think Loki was actively trying to deceive them to kind of like get away. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of stumbled upon everything that the other Loki was doing and just kind of went along mm-hmm. with it like like business as usual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of yeah, where I'm ca- at. That that that's kind of ca- where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. That that does make some sense. I mean, I don't so. I don't I I mean I I could be completely wrong about that. There could be something, you know, there could be some other meaning going on there. I I really don't know. But that's what I got out of it. And I didn't I didn't come up I didn't come up with that until the end of the episode. And then I rewatch it again. Right. I'm like, oh, he he just wants to kind of get away because you know, don't trust Loki. He's gonna stab you in the back. He's just mm, trying to get away from all this. <laughs> but then he just kind of stumbles upon, oh, I, I I was right that they are in danger. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go along with it now. Great, and that's kind of where we're at. That's that's what I think. Right. I I think what we're gonna get here is Loki is going to um. He is going to get to a point where he's at, he's going to be kind of stuck to make the the tough decision for him, you know, which I mean, if they don't, it's a huge missed opportunity because that's what makes any good story. A good story um, mm-hmm. is having some type of conflict. And I think we're really going to get into a conflict here, whether it's positive or negative with the show being such a short show. I wouldn't put it against I wouldn't put it past them to having it end on a down note where he ends up doing bad and we get a bad Loki again. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind you know, that I, at all. If this show ends with him I, yeah. overthrowing the timekeepers and kind of like taking charge of the TVA, I would not mind that one bit. Yeah, and and it's funny because I normally would. I I always want to see good prevail in a situation, but it would be very interesting if Loki was like, you know, back on that side and we, you know, we the Avengers um had to deal with that. You know, I'm like, okay, again. I mean, it might be too tiresome. People don't want to deal with that or whatever but i don't know i i wouldn't put it past them to do that and i wouldn't be too disappointed because i know that if they did that they would do it in a classy way they wouldn't just make it some cheap you know redo i think you know so i think and this is not i don't think this is going to happen at all but if you introduced like thor to this i think you would get exactly that I think you would get a version of Loki right. that would redeem himself a little bit because there is that, you know, brotherly connection that he has with Thor. These are a bunch mm-hmm. of people that he does not know, nor does he care about. Right. Right. And, and that's and that's not that's not and that's and... not, you know, it, it, that's not anybody's fault. That's just that's the character of Loki. I would almost see it. Mm-hmm. I would almost see it. Yeah, exactly. By nature. That's just what Loki is like. If he didn't. Right. If he didn't at least attempt to take over, mm-hmm. I would see it kind of as a portrayal of the character. Right. Right. That's just me. Now, now I think, now I think if he does take over and then you introduce Thor later on in like a season two or like whatever movie, I think you could have a character like Thor bring him back to reality and like, you know, send him on, on a completely different path. I do think that that could happen. But like right now, as Loki is, like around all these people that he's just like I can manipulate everybody. He, I I don't see <laughs> a, a redemption story like that happening. Like right now, not with him right now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, okay, so he's back over in what was her her name, Ravona or whatever. The the judge, 
woman that he saw earlier in the the other episode. So she's kind of running everything. She's like the face before you get to like whoever's above her that, you know, between her and the timekeepers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's the, she's the face that everybody on this level of TVA sees and deals with. I really feel she's the one that makes me go, okay, this is this is the, you know, the Wizard of Oz, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain type thing. Like, that's what's happening with her. Every time she is around, that's all I get. You know, right off the bat with that line, she, you know, like, you know, they dictate the flow of time. What do you do? I, I do things based on their dictations. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's just, she's not, even with Mobius, you know, she's she's BSing him. Yes. You know, and it's it's obvious. Yes. So I like that. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's clear. But then again, they might be trying to throw us off, you know, expect the unexpected, expect the expected, as Loki says. But anyway, we get there. Um, so what he's talking about. So, But she's basically saying this variant is stubborn and unpredictable. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get through it. And he, that's where where Mobius says understanding this Loki helps us get closer to the other one, helps us understand how they work. And this will, you know, whether or not the Loki we have here is actually going to help us. It is a help to us because we're learning more about how Lokis think. So, okay. Um, I don't understand that. But eh, I don't I understand, understand his reason. Why. I don't because everybody's why? different. Everybody's different, and you have these multiple Lokis across the you know multiple different dimensions or universes right. or timelines. They're all different. Not they're but not. This is the best. Think, this is the best thing he's got. I guess he's got nothing better. I guess I I I know. I guess. I mean, that's 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 a you're looking at it from like a bird's eye view of the situation. You know, you have to think like, well, if you're in it, you know, grab whatever you can. This is the best chance I've got is to study another Loki. Yeah. You know, in this one, it looks like I can kind of turn maybe okay. to a okay. point. Fine. But I feel like I, I feel like Mobius had a lot more um, faith in Loki in the first episode and not so much in this one. Like he's kind of a real jerk to him this entire time. Um, in this whole episode but even so like outside of it when he's not face to face with Loki you know he's really backing him up right but um, Ravona here she's talking and saying the timekeepers are monitoring this case very closely I wonder why I've never seen them so involved and I'm like yeah I I wonder why (laughs) yeah I said it I said it I said it last (laughs) week I, I do think this Loki, I do think the timekeepers just want to get him out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like the timekeepers are monitoring the situation closely. I wonder why that makes that yep. makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> well, if they exist, I just think it's funny that she's saying it like that because it's like, well, she knows that the timekeepers aren't what they say they are. They aren't these magical lizards. You know, I don't know. We'll see. But he gets back and uh, Mobius starts talking to Loki and he's he, he starts like ripping on him and saying, oh, well, I see this. I see a scared little boy and everything. You're just mad because she, this this Loki is more superior than you. And he's like, oh, they're not superior. I'm the superior one. He goes, see, that's how I motivate you, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, the reason that you're helping us is not because you want to help us. It's because you know that this variant is better than you and you can't take it. <laughs> and, and it's yeah, that's it's it's a valid point. Um. Which I, I think it's both. I mean, I don't know. Again, we don't really know Loki's true intention. We're just kind of watching it from the outside. So 
they get stuck now and they get to go paper d- digging through paperwork, looking for articles, um, trying to find clues, whatever they can. Right. But it's funny because at this point they really don't have any direction. I rewound it a couple of times and he didn't even tell him what he was looking for, or what to do. He just says, here's paperwork. You better lean into it and, you know, figure out what you're doing. It's like, okay. Because they have nothing else to do, I guess. They had nothing else to do. Through paperwork and, see, and also and like, see if something stands out. The scene after, I th- actually thought it was kind of funny because the scene after this, like, I, I personally think he just parked him in front of a bunch of papers so he could have a moment of peace and eat his lunch. <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> like, uh-huh. Just one of those things. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to go get a snack. But I like it there because he's sitting there and it's just, again, Loki is just, he's so Loki. <laughs> um, or as he's going through the articles and he's just like, oh, what do you know? This happened and the whole team was killed. Oh, and they stole a reset charge. Who does, who'd have thought? And this woman in the back just looks at him and just goes, shh. So he turns around like this, how dare you, and looks at her and just goes, shh, <laughs> right back to her. Like, no, I say shush, not you. Um, so he goes over there and sees this librarian there, and he goes over and he's trying to talk to her, and she's just like, you know, whatever. They do their job, and they sit there and whatever. So she's not even giving him anything so until he, he rings the broken bell that just goes, actually... It goes like this. It goes. <laughs> it doesn't even make a noise. Just. <laughs> and she's like, can I help you? Like, not being like a jerk, but just like, oh, the bell rang. <laughs> can I help you? Um, and he's he's asking for all these records. He goes, nope, that's classified. What about this? That's classified. Give me everything you have on the TVA since it, be- TVA since it began. She's like, nope, that's classified. You go, okay, what can you give me? Give me everything that I have access to. And all he's got is his file. Just on him. Just a file on on him. So, which turns out to be helpful. Because in that, he reads about Ragnarok. And you can tell he gets a bit emotional about it. Um, But, in that, he also um, finds what he thinks might be the answer. He notices that Ragnarok was basically the apocalypse of Asgard. It was the end of Asgard. Everything was going down. It was the destruction. And all, you know, everybody from Asgard died. And, but there was zero, zero variance energy detected. He's like, okay, that's interesting. Since there was zero variance energy detective, what does that mean? Detected, does that mean that there was no variance variant there or is it just it doesn't get picked up because they're all going to go anywhere so so nothing that happens there is going to make a difference so he uses that to explain to mobius this whole thing he does this stupid salad thing he's like this salad is asgard no this salad is my lunch like leave me alone you're being stupid (laughs) so he starts doing what we used to do he starts doing what we used to do um in high school, when we didn't want to finish our lunch, and we started just pouring everything together, and then you know you'd pay five, pay somebody five bucks or two bucks to eat it. You know, it's like so the chocolate milk is mixed in, the salt, the pepper, the mustard. Yeah. You know, all the foods. Here, I'll give you two bucks if you eat it. And there's always that one kid, usually named Robbie or whatever, or or you know, who would eat it? Joey, Robbie, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them, but yeah, they would generally end up eating it. Tony. Anyway, <laughs> so he ruins the salad, and he's just saying any apocalypse. If anyone is, de- if if everybody there is destined for imminent destruction, you know that's when um, the variant wouldn't be spotted. Nothing would come up. So he's trying to prove it to him, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay, let's go check." So they go to Pompeii. You want to take over Pompeii? 
Not really. You can keep going, man. Because, I, well, I mean, right. we're just kind of we're just getting we're kind of pushing through it. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing through it, and because the episode kind of pushes through this, like he stumbles across right. this aha moment really quick. I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. It was just really, really fast. Like he just all of a sudden came up with this theory about, oh, well, if the variants hanging out in apocalypses, then we wouldn't mm-hmm. see it. It's it makes right. complete sense. It makes absolute mm-hmm. sense, and I love the way that they yep. did this. So they go to Pompeii, right. and he just starts acting a fool. He's letting the goats <laughs> no, out. No, I, lo- I love the way he does it. He's just like, he's like, just do. He's like, don't go crazy. Don't think of ridiculous. Just do something subtle, like like bird no- noises. Bird, bird noises. Caw-caw. He's like, bird, really bird noises. No. He goes over and releases the goats. He's like, free, <laughs> be free, my friends. He makes this, <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. It doesn't he, stop there. <laughs> he makes this grandiose speech. To, in Italian, to all these people in Pompeii, like, hey, listen, I'm from the future, and that volcano's getting ready to explode, and you're all gonna die. And yes, it's amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. And and they all start laughing at him. He's like, oh, I know this because I'm from the future. And they're like, oh yeah. And they keep going back with the rest you sure of that their one stuff. Guy, like, nobody you sure cares that about one the guy with like a bushel of food, and he just rolls his eyes like, great, we got to deal with this now. Yeah. This was this was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> it was good, but. As it, all of a sudden, the volcano erupts, you know, okay, here we go. This is happening. And he's just standing there laughing. He's like, oh, go ahead, check it out. And it looks zero variant energy detected. It no worked. branching whatsoever in the, in the timeline. That makes sense because okay. he didn't do anything that changed anything because they were all going to die anyway. That makes sense. Complete sense. I am going to pick up one yep. thing, though. I am going to pick up one thing. Okay. This CGI of the volcano exploding looked horrible. Yeah. It looked terrible. And even Owen Wilson, like, couldn't hide it because he wasn't, like, acting shocked that he was seeing something explode. He was just kind of ducking down a little bit, like, not knowing what to do. Like, the whole the whole thing about this was just like, oh, this is kind of clunky. Well, I mean, the idea was they knew they can get out of there in any second. Sure. But I don't care. I still would be like... Um, can we go a little quicker? <laughs> like not just stand here, but it just, it just, it's like the, uh, the bad, it's like the, you know, the cool guys walking away from explosions type thing. It's like, you know, you're okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so we just kind of stand there or it, it almost reminded when the cloud was coming in after him, it reminded me of when Tony Stark was showing off the Jericho rockets. Mm hmm. The Jericho missile, rather. Yeah. And he's just kind of standing there. He's like, I give you the Jericho. And then, like, everybody just gets blasted. And he just kind of stands there with his arms up like he's, you know, God's gift to man. Well, because he's the hero. <laughs> so he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, he wasn't. He got blown up in the next scene. <laughs> and had shrapnel in his chest. So, and, but that birthed Iron Man. So, we, pretty we, cool. We, we, yeah, we know that story. So. Okay. They go back, and the the plan is to basically search for apocalypse through the the apocalypse says through the files. But they get into this whole conversation about, um, you know, why this is what you mentioned earlier about this Tarantino type conversation. Why do you have a jet ski magazine in your office? And he's like, because jet skis are awesome. He goes, so back in the 1990s, there was a, there was something that came out. It was a beautiful union of form and function. <laughs> what? It's he's a jet ski. Like, he's obsessed with jet skis. And I'm like, you know what? If you've ever ridden a jet ski, jet skis, I've never ridden a jet ski. I've ridden a Sea-Doo, which is like the sit down one, not to stand up. Uh, whatever. Riding around on something like that in the water is one of the coolest things you could do. It's so much cooler than a boat. You have a lot more control. 
you know, it's like you're right. It's like riding a motorcycle, but on the water. It's awesome. It's great. So the fact that I've, he's going off of, on it is hilarious. So I've been on a jet ski and they're super fun. They're great, but they're not, right. you know, this this harmony of, of, of whatever that he's describing here. <laughs> I just, <it's> but <laughs> but he's never witnessed it per- personally. He wants to. Just like a kid who's never gone to Disney World. And then they finally go when they're 50 and they're kind of like, oh. I mean, it's fun. So this guy. But it didn't fulfill my every need. <laughs> I love. I love. Okay. So little subtlety. Little subtlety. And it, it, mm-hmm. it begs the question here. I love how Mobius here. He knows about jet skis. You know, he, he, he has the magazines. He's all about it. He's a jet ski fanatic, right? But we met a guy in the last episode that doesn't know what a fish is. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> Casey had no idea what a fish was. But that's that's Casey's story. I mean, he doesn't go. He doesn't leave the office where Mobius does. He travels around and he investigates. So he would have seen and witnessed things more than Casey would. But yes, the fact that Casey doesn't know what a fish is. What's a fish? Well, just, what? How come you don't know what a fish is? I lived here my whole life. Just a thing. Yeah, he's like, he's why been... does it even matter? I want to know, <laughs> know what I'm being threatened with before I comply. All I don't right. know. The line is just too funny. So they're having... The, the, they, he has the, no sense of danger. Zero. So, right. They're having this conversation about jet skis, and somehow this kind of just descends into this philosophical conversation about creation. And I think it's great. Because you're right. I think in this scene, there are a couple of times where Owen Wilson is kind of questioning what's around him. But I I, I also, at the same time, I still do think that he has his own motives. We just don't know what they are yet. But this was great. This Mm. this was absolutely great. I mean, I don't I'm not going to go into the conversation. You can if you want to, because neither one of us are going to be able to do it justice unless we read a line for line. This scene right here was incredible. The way that Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston can play off of each other in a setting like this. This is this mm. is the kind of stuff that I love to see in any kind of medium, whether it's, you know, a movie or a television show or even reading it in a book. This is incredible. Right. Just two there's two dudes sitting there, or two characters sitting there just ripping on each other or or going back and forth and actually having somewhat of a meaning, meaningful conversation that actually makes you think. It's great. It's great and yeah. it was played so well. Definitely. And I, and I think I think it makes a lot of sense because it's going to come into play. We're going to have we're going to hear somebody say something about jet skis again at some point. Probably. You know, I, I guess now you can go ride your jet ski, huh? Yeah. And he's, <laughs> or you see him on a jet ski or something ridiculous like something's going to happen here. He's just going to um, be living in the 90s. This whole conversation really does come together. Awesome. Um, because in it we get, you know, he's talking about how he never got to go jet skiing because it would be ridiculous if some TV agents over there jet skiing is going to mess things up just because I want to go jet skiing. That's stupid. I'm not going to, you know, um, put the sacred timeline, you know, in at stake, you know, just so I can ride a jet ski. Um, but he explains at this point, like the TVA is his life. It's real because he believes it's real. Okay. Um, and it's like, okay. So we're showing again, he doesn't have enough of a backup to prove it. But then again, it it is, as you said, it's, it's not so much just about creation, but it's um, just a belief thing and faith. Well, that's their, that's their argument right now because Loki is coming down on the side of you've never like Owen Wilson, this character Mobius, he's never met the timekeepers ever. No. Like he's never nope. seen it. He's never been able to look at it. Loki on the other hand, he knows his background. He knows he's an ice giant. He's been in the same room with Odin who raised him. There's a huge difference between what these two characters are describing. 
definitely. So it's it's I don't know, but again, from 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 Owen Wilson's perspective, I guess hearing everything that Loki has to say does count sign of does does sound ridiculous when you really think about it right like if somebody sat down with you and said i was magical lizards created all of this exactly (laughs) so like i guess i guess from both perspectives it's it sounds really ludicrous but i mean right we're just we're just in a position where we know loki's background like we've seen ice giants Mm -hmm. we've seen odin we haven't seen the Mm timekeepers yet i mean at at this point right now there's nothing to actually suggest that the timekeepers exist or maybe they do mm-hmm. like, but like you said, I don't think or they're don't. like giant lizard people. I personally, I hope the timekeepers are like, are like the judges from Spy, um, from Superman two when, <laughs> when right. the three dudes are getting <laughs> sentenced and it's just like guilty, guilty, guilty. guilty. Like the, I, guilty. I, I, I hope it's kind of just like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'm thinking, you know, what if it's what if it's like Tony Stark. And <laughs> you know, it's 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 like the three who died. You know, it's it's Black Widow. <laughs> it's just those three. Ah, they've been the timekeepers. That makes sense. All right. Um, if Robert Downey Jr. is anyway. a timekeeper, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. That would be pretty amazing, though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when they were talking about it, they, they basically says like, you know, so what's, what is this that's happening here that he's explained that like, once everything is untangled and everything makes sense, you know, um, while we protect all of this, what came before they're untangling the epilogue, you know, then there's finally order and we meet in peace at the end of time, you know, and that's it. That's just the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's yep. interesting. Um, but then. The cool thing Loki says here, and I think it's a real valid point, which is going to get into um, some stuff with Mobius and some stuff with him. No one bad is ever really truly bad, and no one good is ever truly good, which is a very valid point, um, especially humans or humanity in general. It's just like, well, you know, we been... can look at this, and I hate to bring it up, but like, you know, Hitler, for example, wasn't fully bad. He just did some really bad stuff, and everybody knows him as like, okay, we don't talk about Hitler in a, in a, in a good <laughs> in a good way, you know, because he was evil. He did some evil stuff, you know, but was he truly evil? Eh, you know what? He might have liked daisies and, you know, dog grooming. I don't know. Um, but the point is, he's getting at a valid point here, and we're seeing, and I think it's a big foreshadowing into Loki's never going to be fully good, and maybe Mobius won't always be fully good, and this other Loki is not always going to be fully bad. Like, there's all, there's a little, there's, there's gray areas in everybody's, you know? Everybody is full of gray. They're, they're black the, and white. That's been the story, that's been the story throughout the entirety of, of the MCU, like, Every character that we've met, they've all, they've all done something heinous and they've all done something righteous. Like every single one of them has a flaw with the exception of maybe Cap. Like Cap is the only one that's like, I guess that's what makes him worthy. But like everybody else, like Tony was, Tony was an arms dealer. Like he was a warmonger. Like that's, that, that's, that was his life. And until he got, you know, hit up with a whole bunch of shrap metal. Thanos. I mean, disagree with him all you want to, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's kind of right. Like, there is a really huge resource problem going on, even in the world today. 
kind of got to do something about it. So it's it's definitely a double-edged sword with a, with, with a lot of these different characters. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. So we'll we'll get more into it obviously as we see it we'll start to see these characters develop more i feel like we see this lady well whatever i'm not gonna get into that now but whatever <laughs> let's talk about kablooey shall we scared little boy kablooey. kablooey kablooey was a candy that we've never seen it was actually in production only between a certain bunch chunk of years four year span okay that's pretty good that's a really good clue so what was it like what what did they say 20 20 44 or 45 to 2050 2047 yeah 2047 to 2051 so only a span of four years okay that's really helpful for their for their thing so i'm glad that they all worked together and found that because that's like that's a really good hint yep that's a super good clue yep so it was only sold on earth from between those years and they said, let's go find an apocalypse somewhere in that time. And sure enough, they found ones right in the middle, Alabama 2050. There was a hurricane that just took out, like, this whole area, um, and all the people were hiding in a grocery store called Rock's Cart. Okay, basically Walmart. They're hiding in a Walmart. Pretty much. Um, and so he goes in. He has this conversation with Ravona, whatever her name is, the judge there, and says, I'm going to do this. Just trust me on this. Come on, we can do it. And she get he gets the approval, and they go to gear up. He hands Loki his daggers back. I Loki was... gets super stoked about it. And as soon as he hands him hands him the daggers, the uh, the hunter comes by. Absolutely not. <laughs> Takes those and just walks right off. <laughs> it was it was perfectly done. It wasn't just it was it was like he barely had them in his hands. Yeah, he just great. got them, and she's it like, "Nope, sorry, not happening." He's just like, "Ah, mom!" Like, <laughs> it was great. Um, so anyway, they're getting to this point, and. They're talking about it. They said straight up here, every time the variant shows up, they they, they take reset charges. It's like, okay, again, you're making it very obvious. They are, they are collecting all of these reset charges. Yeah. Um, they show up. They get there. It's it's like a storm. They're walking through the parking lot, coming in there. They're all soaked. And Loki, now with his magic back, just dries himself off. Like, just dry. And she's like, what the heck was that? And he's just like, uh, yeah, I use magic to dry myself off. So I don't announce myself with every squeaky footstep like the rest of you. And it's it's clear that, yeah, he was using that as a thing. But he's also just saying, I like to look nice because I'm Loki. And he's also it's just him being him. He's also kind of flexing a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, of course. That's the whole thing. He just likes to do what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just him being him. Now that he's got himself so back. So I love um, I love this futuristic look because it's believable. Oh yeah. I absolutely believe uh-huh. that before 2050, we're going to see giant holograms outside of big box stores. Oh, have you seen the giant um, statues now that they created? Really? So I forgot how many were made. Like there's like six of them and these big statues. All they are is just like a um, it's a form. It's a human form. And what they're going to be do- doing is it's all... Um, like LEDs or something, and they're going to be like putting faces like people up there, like Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, like. Great. So they're going to have it, and you can just have these giant statues that just change their their look every time. And you can, I think, you can like connect it yourself and do your own face mapping and put it on there, so you can you can put yourself up there for a moment or something. Like yeah, and these are huge. These are like building size statues. Wow. Yeah, that's what it's going to. So they're. Hmm. We're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty much there. Well, I'm glad then because um, it, 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 now it makes more, even more sense. But I, I like this exactly. because it's not 
like every other you know futuristic movie that we've seen the the future is just so unbelievable like we've talked about it before mm-hmm. with like flying cars and hoverboards and just all that nonsense like what they showed here mm-hmm. is actually believable like i actually see oh yeah something like this happening like come and on in and shop for your is... favorite deodorant ha 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 like a giant man in the middle of a well, freeway or something it's going to be ridiculous but I, it's it's think about it this it's way possible Movies have only really been around since when? Like the twenties, thirties? Like oh since God, movies dude. were really silent. Silent like, films have been around since yeah. the early nineteen hundreds. Right. Well, I'm I'm saying like we've we've had these for a long time, but the way that we watch movies, we talk about future. So sci-fi, when we show the future in a in a movie, you know that's been around for you know less than a hundred years, mm-hmm. probably yes. science fiction. Now in that. Whenever they did a sci-fi movie, they said it's 1985 or 1984 or whatever. Like any of these things showing the future, it was always like crazy flying cars and friends with aliens and all this stuff, you know, and And since we've all since we've all lived through all these times and we're like, wow, they were pretty far off, you know, like, for example, 2015 Back to the Future, um, we don't have hoverboards. We don't have hover converted cars. We don't have a skyway. Like it, we don't have that same technology. I mean, they did get a few things right. I mean, the eighties is retro and they have cafes that are, it's the cafe eighties. Welcome to the cafe eighties, you know, and all the goofy stuff like, yeah, nostalgia is definitely a real thing, of um, course. which there was nostalgia back then. So that made sense. But the thing is we've watched, like we're living in all of those times that sci-fi movies in the past have shown us. So nowadays, when we make a movie about the future, we're, it, it only makes sense, or make a story or a show, whatever, it only makes sense to be a little bit more realistic. Right. You know? Um, I mean, I, I forgot what year, like, Minority Report came out, or iRobot. Some of those ones we've talked about with the, the driving and all that stuff, you, you, I think we discussed something like that recently in, um, in something else we've done. Minority but, Report. Um, Minority Report was like what ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. When it came out, uh, yeah. two thousand one, two thousand, th- somewhere between two thousand one, two thousand three, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean that was taking place. I forgot what year, but still, it, the the technology was like a little crazy. It was a little nuts, but it was still it was still like okay, I could see that being something. Um, but. Nowadays, if they're going to do something in the future, all they have to do is think about the technology we currently have and just make it a little bit more advanced, you know, and that makes sense. So seeing something like this, totally realistic. They had name tags that had, the, you know, words that scrolled on it. OK, that's realistic. But they weren't wearing like puffy shoes that look make them look like elves or something, you know, like this is the future of fashion and ridiculousness. It's like, no, it's not too far off. Right. So, yes. So just very realistic. Just just for context, Minority Report came out in 2002 and it was about okay, good two, guess. Yeah, and it was about uh 2054. Mhm. So Yeah. Perfect. We're still, we're still a ways the 20, away from that. The 2050 seems to be a really good um <laughs> number that people use. So, what was it? Uh Blade Runner 2049? Yes. Was it called 2049? Yeah, yes. that's not that far off from now, but no. they totally had technology that we don't have. So maybe they should have said like you know, three thousand forty nine. I don't know. It should have been something else. Something. Yeah. But but the thing is, they were keeping it. Um, they were keeping it in times with what the original Blade Runner did. Um, 
Speaking of that, we were requested by some of our fans that we should discuss those two movies at some point. Really? So, yeah, and I and I'm like, how come we never even thought of that? <laughs> okay, here's I we've, I we've talked about those movies multiple times. Okay, here's but. here's my thing. I'll talk about them. I have no problem with that. I respect the first Blade Runner a lot more than I like it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I, what I, I mean? know, and I think that's yeah. No, I. I'm I'm right there with you, okay. but still worth talking about. I think I think it's, just to, just to go through it again, maybe with a fresh perspective, since it's been a while since we've watched that film. It's definitely a, it's definitely a movie worth talking about. And the other thing is, we have to decide on which version of that movie we want to watch. Do we want to watch the theatrical yeah. version? Do we want to watch the version where you know Harrison Ford is phoning in, you know, his ridiculous um, narration? <laughs> or, narration, yeah. Or or do we want to watch, you know, what Ridley Scott intended? I mean, that's yeah. that's a conversation in. in I would and of much itself. rather go with the director's cut. So, so would I. If we were so to do would it. I. But then again, yeah. it's like this whole thing about whatever we say about the director's cut. The mm-hmm. fans of the fans of the theatrical version are going to come after us. Like it's like even even if it's like a couple of people whatever. that love whatever. That, that, that dude, they're out there. They're out there. You start getting to you start getting to those arguments about Deckard. Well, are and we going to start not... getting death threats now? No, no, we're not going to get death threats. But I'm saying <laughs> like you start getting into it's one of those arguments that you get into whether or not Deckard is a rec- a replicant. It it's like uh-huh. it's ridiculous. The the <laughs> that fandom is so passionate about both sides of that aisle. It's absolutely ridiculous. So it's just it's just one of those. But here's things. what it comes down to: ask Ridley Scott what the truth is. Well, no, because then you have to go and well, well, Ridley Scott wasn't like you're gonna get that. <laughs> Ridley Scott didn't right. write this. This was based on a novel. I'm um, do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and and that, you know, Deckard wasn't a replicant. But it just it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And the theatrical mm-hmm. version, it's very heavy handed that Deckard isn't a replicant. Like it's so it's such a right. weird movie to talk mm-hmm. about. It's 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 yeah. not even the same thing. Like the theatrical and the director's cut no. of those films, they're not the same movie at all. No. So no, it's no. I, I mean I've never suggested it for those reasons. I I I respect it more than I like it and it's so divisive. I've I've never even mm-hmm. thought that we would we would do that, but if we if we if you want us to, if you want to Lee, I'm I'll be right there with you, man. We can we can definitely do All that. All right. All right. Well, someday, someday. Some, okay. We will look into that. Anyway, Let's get back to the Loki situation here. So they're in this rocks cart place, right? And they're looking around, and we immediately see these other Loki, like from behind, it's just a shrouded figure, watching from the control room. Now, here's the thing that's really funny about this. Again, it's a second episode where we know, quote-unquote, that um, this is Loki, right? The fact that they haven't shown this Loki's face is making me go, this, there's a big deal here. And the funny thing is, um, without whatever getting too far into it, the funny thing is, about a month ago, I was reading up on Lady Loki. Yep. So it was really interesting, you know, that they were like, hmm. So I started thinking at this point when I saw the shrouded figure again, I'm like, wait a second. What if the reason they're not showing it is because it's Lady Loki? It's just so, a different version of Loki. I'm right there with and you. it's a lady. I, I, was, I was thinking so, the exact same thing. I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing. So let's let's like, okay, let's cool. let's just get into this for a second. 
I don't believe this is Lady Loki. Okay. Because when, when Tom Hiddleston gets knocked, well, when Loki gets knocked down, I would never do this to me. Like, that... And then he even says, he even calls her Loki, and it's, ugh, don't call me that. Yeah, not, ugh, don't call me that. It's because she doesn't want to be known as Loki anymore. I don't know, it didn't, it seemed like she was more offended, not, like, that's stupid, don't call, that's not my name. That's not, that, no. No, this, this is exactly what it is. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly why they said it was him, because there's, there's a reason they know. Whatever the reason is, they know that that's Loki. Sure. Um, and it also sure. said if it also said if you look at the um, the documentation, I think it's at the credits of the first one when they were showing Loki's documents. It said that Loki was gender fluid. Fluid. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I have no which makes some sense. Um, based on that, because I mean, he is a shapeshifter. He can change, you know, his appearance and whatnot as well. So could that's be this, what could I be that could be reasons. that's what I thought that was all about. The um, being gender fluid is just okay. Loki's a shapeshifter, so of course he would be gender fluid. Right, but I think that they're going a little bit further with it, especially with the state of the world today. That's that they're making his like, well state of the world today. Who cares? That's his yeah. file, not uh huh. Another Loki's file. That's his specific file. So right, we're we're not we're not talking about Lady Loki when you're looking at his file. Yeah. I don't. No, but I think it's just it's opening up the door for the possibility that the other one could be as well. So, I mean, why else would they say it's him? Why else would they say it's it's you? It's another Loki. I, they have to know it for some reason based on the signature that they're picking up. It's the, it, whatever um, variance energy level signature they're getting. I mean, what was that they took? Um, variant, temporal aura? Variant? I'm there with you. They're, if they're getting, you know, signature levels that this is a variant, yeah, fine, perfect. But are we sure that we've gotten any kind of signature that this is just another Loki? Okay. I'm 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 genuinely asking. I mean, I could go either way right now. It's just there was a couple of lines in here where, you know, Loki gets shoved down. I would never do this to me. I caught on to that, and then you know, she, this this person does not want to be called Loki. Call call me Randy. Mm. Like we we get into that whole thing. So that kind of made me question whether or not this is Lady Loki or not. Because I knew okay. about the I Lady we'll Loki thing. Out. I knew about the Lady Loki thing a while ago, and. If they introduce a character like that, I'm fine with it. I just don't think this is it. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. So, this this Lady Loki or whatever is watching the control room, sets a 20-minute timer. They, they're walking through, and basically he goes off with um, the hunter. Loki goes off with the hunter and splits up from Mobius. Mobius fights it. Loki's like, hey, you know... You want me to earn your respect and trust? I get it. I'll go with you. No big deal. Whatever. Um, they go through and they walk up and there's this guy who's like shopping for plants. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, this, it, the world's coming to an end. He goes, what? It's a hurricane, hurricane sale. Azaleas are half off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really, at first, I'm confused too. Like, wait, is this guy just really dumb <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> or is or or is it loki um and you're like oh yeah could be loki could could be me could be loki. and then you realize at that point okay but no you're right um, at first you, at first it's just wow this guy's this guy's an idiot he he went out in this hurricane just for some <laughs> just for some plants really <laughs> okay 
<laughs> and the, the thing line, is, though, the, the thing li- is, the, the show, line was written great. It's it was a hurricane written great, sale. It's because because are half off. The show has that kind of humor behind it that you actually would believe that no, this person's just an idiot. Like it's 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 yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. It's great. Uh huh. <laughs> so. They go in there, the enchantment, so this hunter turned around, and, oh, yeah, is is he dead? No, they usually don't die. Oh, me, I presume. And then, yeah, we see that um, they're having their conversation. While they're having the conversation, the hunters and Mobius are going around, to, they're being rough with the people, like trying to go through their bags, like any one of them could be the, the variant Let's go see if we can find those reset charges. They're not being okay. And let's 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 be fair. They're not all being. They're not being. There was, that, being, there was no. that one guy who was a jerk who kind of shoved the guy just to get into somebody's bag. Like he was the one who was kind mm-hmm. of he was the one who was being rough. He was the jerk. You know, Mobius was kind of went over to him. Hey, these people are scared and they shouldn't be scared of us. Relax. So it was that guy, right? Like I, yeah. It, well, his the thing. It's it's interesting. I'm wondering. Why it was needed to be in here? It seemed out of place, just because I'm like, what's the significance of this one hunter? So are we supposed you know, to be looking at him jerk? with a cross eye now? I don't know. I, was I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because I was right there with you. I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. Like, oh, am I supposed yeah. to be looking at him at a cross eye right now, or was this just something that they threw? Well, his into the his line was he's like, as you as you mentioned, you know, his his line was they're like, oh, these guys, you're you're scaring them. He's like, they should be scared. They're about to die. They're all gonna they're all gonna die. And he goes, yeah, but they shouldn't be afraid of us. Yeah, you know, and but that's what made me start thinking that there was more going on that Mobius was not aware of. So when I was saying that the hunters were being rough, I saw this guy and kind of took it as like the whole group was being rough and Mobius was witnessing it. No man, it was just him. You know, yeah, maybe. Everybody I mean, else was just kind of that, there, but that's why with their sticks. If just it was kind just him doing their jobs, <laughs> right? But we were only seeing his interaction with this one guy. So if it was just him, what's the significance of this one hunter? That's one question. Now the other question is on the other side of it. If it's not just him, it's showing that the walls are are starting to crumble a little bit around Mobius and his understanding and and belief in the TVA. Right. Which is what I thought was happening. So that's why I'm thinking it might be that way around. It's I'm not thi- just him. We're just witnessing one conversation he's having with one hunter while the other ones are doing some similar stuff. I think it but could we just, be. We're not paying attention to them. I think it could be both. I think this one yeah, guy could. could ju- I think this one guy could just be the jerk of the group. And also mm-hmm. at the same time, Mobius, his walls are breaking down around him and he's starting to question. You know what's going on yeah. with the TBA, but 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 Mobius and 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 his belief structure breaking down has, I think I think that has more to do mm. with his conversations with Loki than it does with right. these hunters. Right, but but that's why you see it anywhere where you have a conversation with somebody and they basically say, "Hey, question your reality," right? And then as they're going through, they start seeing things and they're like, "Wait, this." This doesn't look right. I could see how this would look different to somebody else. And, and that's it's a commonly used thing. It's it's almost like, you know, somebody brings something to your attention and you start seeing it everywhere. Like, oh, you know what's a really nice car? A Ford F-250. And next thing you know, you see Ford F-250s everywhere. It's a, it's the same type of thing here where Loki says, question your reality. And then you start seeing, you know, the the reality of some of the, the roughness of what they're doing um, in a way. You know, no one's ever truly good. No one's ever truly bad. 
I don't you know, man. Know, we're if getting you, if, more. To if you want to, if you want to look at it like that, I'm fine with it. I just, I saw this one guy, so I'm gonna point the blame at this one guy. I'm not gonna like blame right. the whole crew for 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 being rough because you don't you don't see them all doing that. No, so no, no. But so it, so it, yeah. yeah. Let's 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 get into the meat. Moving of, on. Let, let's get into the meat of this because I'm I'm so very found, interested so in what happens. C20. <laughs> They found Hunter C20, and she just keeps going off on, it's real, it's real, it's real. What's real? We don't know. Okay, so we don't know. We have no so idea what she's talking about. So we jump back over, and we, start, and we start seeing this conversation again between Loki and Randy. Sure. <laughs> now it's Randy. Yep. Um, but as he's talking to Randy, uh, he, he plays like, oh, well, I was going to overthrow the timekeepers, and I could really use a qualified lieutenant. <laughs> or lieutenant, because he's British. Yes. Um. Where does the F come from? I, I I have to ask somebody British. Hey, they they can they created the language, so I guess they can say whatever they want. If any uh-huh. British people are listening to this, explain it to us, please. There you go. <laughs> please. <laughs> I, I, I love when I went over to England and they were talking about stuff, and I'm like, all right, I understand what a pound is, but what's a quid? They're like, oh, it's like it's a pound, and I'm like, but a pound is a pound. They're like, well, it's like you say buck, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like they kept saying, it's like, oh, fifty quid, and I'm like, quid. Wait, is it like a multiplication? You know, like twenty <laughs> times a pound. Like, no, it just means like a buck. I'm like, okay. Anyway, there's a lot of really interesting things I learned when I was over there. Um, even just the fact that my grandfather must have had, must have had a very thick accent because he was from Northern England. But then you hear him, or you heard him before he passed um, over here, and you're like, oh no, he totally sounds like he's from Boston compared to everybody over there. Like, he had a Boston accent with a slight British accent. Yeah, if you would have never told me that you, your grandfather was from England, I would never have known. Really? I, would I thought never, it was pretty I would thick. never have known. That's interesting. He always, because That's every so time, every, every, every encounter I had with him, he always sounded like a regular guy from, you know, around the area, from the Northeast. I never picked That's up on funny. any kind of English accent. Like, it was never there. For, I never picked up on that. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, so that's why my English accent wasn't so good because I was always doing my grandparents' accent or Austin Powers later on. But anyway, we've moved on from there. So he's talking to uh, this character here uh, saying, you know, don't call me Loki, call me Randy, like you mentioned. It seemed more of like a, a touchy subject type thing. Like maybe Loki got to a point where it's like, I don't want to be... Loki anymore. I want to change my image and went ahead and now just always looks like a girl. Okay, whatever. That's part of that whole gender fluidity thing. Okay, that would make some sense, I guess. Um, but they're having their conversation. Maybe let's talk. Let's get into this. Let's see. You know, maybe it's a good idea. We'll see. Hunter C20 again. She's saying she wants to go home and, you know, kind of snaps out of it. And she says, I gave it away. I gave everything away. I gave how to find the timekeepers. I told. I told, you know, her or it. I told, what did she say? I told the variant. I gave it away, whatever. She said she, basically that, that, that's said basically away. what we get. She gave away how to find the timekeepers. Right. Okay. And then, okay, so interesting. So there's something there. Something is there. Something does exist. Something exists. What? Exactly. So now, so now I'm like, huh. <laughs> Where are they going with all this? And I mean, I definitely 
this episode left me going, I have no idea what's going to happen after this now. Well, like I, I don't even have a guess, really. Um, I can guess certain things that will happen eventually, but I don't I just don't know what they're going to get into as we move on here. But we will see. Um, but as as Loki is distracted, suddenly um, this other variant comes back as a big hillbilly dude to knock him around. Yep. There's a fight. It was pretty funny. I mean, it looks like somebody who'd lived down the street for me, you know, and just like, hey, you know, whatever. Um, it was cool to see Loki using his magic, you know, like grabbing things, you know, like he was he was using the force. Loki yes, was using the force. Pretty much. That's and pretty he was much grabbing items and he, he was fighting back. <laughs> and it was just it was cool to see. But again, this makes me go, what exactly is Loki's? What, like, what are his powers? He can grab things. Okay, so he can use the force. Yep. He can change his image. Yep. He can change. Um, he can dry off. <laughs> what? What are his powers? I thought he had technology. I thought he was always using technology when we first saw him in the beginning. It was about technology. But I don't know. Well, clearly he can Whatever. do more than that. Yes, I just I would love to know what his definitive list of powers are. You know. As we know him, but eh, we'll find out. I'm anyway, sure. this is when we get the whole the whole Lady Loki thing. She basically says, you know, this isn't about you. That's the whole thing. That's the thing you have to realize. It's not about you. This whole thing is not about you. Nope. Okay. And then suddenly the reset charges all get sent through time. Yep. Creating multiple branches all over the timeline, and I go, whoa. Okay. That is so- awesome. And you see the branches break off. Did you happen to write any of them down? Where they were? Yep, where they were going. It did did it did it show? Where they all show up on the screen. Oh, no, I didn't see it show where they were going. No. 2301 Vormir, 2004 Asgard, oh. 1382 oh. Ego, 1982 Titan, and hang on, 1001 Xandar, 51 Hala. Whoa! And there's a bunch of other locations okay. that happen on Earth that I really can't tie anything to. I mean, the, the the only the only one that I was looking at was like 1947 New York, um, oh, 2005 no. Beijing, 1903 Madrid, 1999 Kingsport, 1984 Tokyo, 1708 Finland. Like they're like, but the but the big ones are Vormir, Ego, Titan, Xandar, Hala. Right. And that's it. Like, those are the big ones. The, what these things did, they erased everything. Like, the, they were going back to reset everything. But, but all they reset are variants. Are we sure that that's all they reset? Because we, I saw, the, we, saw, we saw it at the beginning of this. The, the uh, time that's reset what else device. Would the branch. The time yeah. reset device erased the um the hunter that was laying on the ground like dead the hunter wasn't a variant right well they are if they don't belong uh hmm. exactly well they were only there because they were chasing a variant so therefore they didn't belong they weren't part of the sacred timeline quote unquote hmm yeah so there's a lot more to it I think what's coming down to is I mean we said the whole thing was what the avengers did was supposed to happen 
No, what the Avengers did was allowed to happen. What the Avengers did was supposed think, to happen. That was allowed. What the Avengers did was, was supposed to happen. What Loki did wasn't supposed to happen. Right, but I'm thinking at this point, what the Avengers did was supposed to was supposed to happen was just what they said. But in reality, it's a matter of them allowing the Avengers exactly. To do it. Not just it was supposed to, so therefore it wouldn't be affected. I think they just allowed it. So, yeah, I mean, you just described like every single part of all the origins of so all for, of the for, Avengers. For example, for <laughs> example, for example, they go back to to well, one of the one of the the, the reset devices goes to thirteen eighty two on Ego. So, what happens yeah. to Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, what would happen? I don't know. I mean. Well, I mean, if this thing goes there and 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 erases ego or or resets his timeline, there's mm. there's no Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. If it goes to 1982 Titan, I mean, we don't know exactly when Thanos left, but that that kind of messes with his history a little bit, right? Fifty one Hala, right. like what happens to Captain Marvel? It's, right. it's, 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 I don't, I don't, it's all, yeah. I don't know what happens on, um, on Xandar. 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 That's the one I was going to ask is you Is that about. where, what year was that? Uh, well, it, it really doesn't. Um, 1001. So way before anything really happens, oh. happens. Yeah. Maybe that's where the, where the power, uh, power stone was. Wasn't that Xandar? No, that was someplace else. Sure. And Either I mean, way, I two, mean, 2000, 2004, mm. um, Asgard. Asgard. Yeah. That makes sense. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is absolutely yep. insane. Yeah. That's, that's why I said, up. that's why I said at the beginning of this <laughs> thing, like what happens at the end of this episode basically resets everything and they can do whatever they want to. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with it. I'm gonna be with it until the end. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. But this is exactly what I was talking about last week. Would be careful with I these know. MacGuffins because, wow, this is yeah, this is massive. This is absolutely right. massive. And the only reason why I'm making kind of a big deal of it, and I'm not, you know, fully on board with, uh, you know, the these these devices really only erase variants. We don't know everything about these devices. We don't know that they just delete variants or just reset timelines from it could it could reset the timeline to a designated time that could be manipulated. I mean, if this if this version of Loki is, you know, techy enough to actually, you know, reprogram one of these things to delete a certain a certain amount of time the ramifications could be massive. That's 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 kind of where I'm at with these things. Right. So Yeah. It's a lot. So we're gonna it's a lot. We're gonna yeah. have we're gonna have some pretty interesting things happening. Here. Yeah. Some pretty um, interesting things are gonna be going on. Yeah. Well anyway at this point uh Loki starts following Lady Loki through the time portal or whatever you want to call her. Um, and, you know, he's basically staying there for a bit, like thinking about it, but then he hears the TVA coming and he just goes ahead and just runs right in. Yeah, he's gone. Her. He's gone. Yep. He's gone. <laughs> so that's what we get. Roll credits. 
what the heck? <laughs> so I don't know, man. My question for you, my question for you is, is this the show you expected when you saw the trailer? Or is this, I mean, I remember seeing the trailer and we see like D.P. Cooper, we see him standing there like with like, like vote for me pins on or something. And like, what's going on here? Like, I thought it was going to be much more of him just being like trickster. It's Loki. Ha ha. That's exactly like, what what's I thought. Going on? I thought like, it was going to be him jumping around in time, you know, pulling his trick trickster gimmick and just, you know, right. Kind of buddy, buddy with Owen Wilson a little bit, you know, Hey, we got to go fix this. Right. Now we got to go fix that. Now we got to go fix over here. Like, that's kind of what I thought when I first saw the trailer, but the trailer, I mean, I, and this is a lost art of what a trailer can actually do. You look at, you know, mm-hmm. what trailers were like in the nineties and the early two thousands. They gave away nothing about what the movie was going to be about. It was just like, oh, here, oh, this yeah, looks either. awesome. <laughs> and we're going to entice you to get into the theater. And you did. And you had a great experience. Now, if you mm-hmm. watch a trailer, you basically saw the movie like, like in every trailer of the past 15 years, Every trailer has given away some big plot detail about the movie that kind of, right. ah, I, I really didn't want to see that between teasers. Yeah, and but then, we haven't, we haven't gotten that with, with like with WandaVision or Loki. We no, never really that's what got I'm saying. Like, this is what like, they were. I have, I had absolutely no clue what WandaVision was going to be about going into it. We kind of had an idea mm-hmm. about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, it's going to be Buddy Cop. And we were dead on like, that. That was very, you know, cookie mm-hmm. cutter, whatever. And I'm, I'm fine with that right. because I, Buddy Cobb, you really don't got to put much thought into it, let's be honest. And then here, it's like, oh, D.B. Cooper. It's like, okay. But they gave away nothing. And I love that. I love that these trailers mm. gave away absolutely nothing about these. It's, it's such, yeah. it's, I miss trailers like that. It's just like, hey, this looks awesome. I'm going to check it out. But the trailers aren't going to give away anything. That's what a trailer should do. That's, that's what a trailer should do. So I... I absolutely love where it's going. That's, but, but I will reiterate these, these, these reset devices, they're bugging me. They are bothering me. Like, I don't know how, I still don't know exactly how I feel about them. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know exactly how I feel about them. Like what exactly, what's their intended purpose? What is going to be erased? Like, there's going to be some, there's going to be, you know, some casualty within this timeline where there is going to be something within the Infinity Saga that is no longer canon. I'm expecting that. Something along those lines is going to happen. It's just a matter of what and and how much of it is, is actually going to be like, well, forget about this. Like, I'm, I'm expecting something like that to happen. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. That's. That's all I'm going to say, right? It's a slippery slope. I, and we will see how I feel about that, you know, in the coming episodes. But right now, it's, oof, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, the big yeah. one for me, the big one for me, you know, is, is, you know, sending one of these reset devices to Ego. Like that, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Like Star Lord is I never like like if that happens and things go things go the wrong way or the right way depending on you know whatever. Star Lord is never born. Like it's so. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is definitely the most the longest conversation we've had about one of these shows. This is like we just talked. 
like we were talking about a movie, basically. Yeah. And and as far as length goes, because this episode, I think, for me, I, I'm just I'm very shocked at where they're going with it. There were things that I liked, things that I was confused about. I mean, obviously, tons of questions that we still have. Right. Um, trying to sort out like how we feel about it, like where they're going, what are they going to do? We can't predict what they're going to do. All I can do at this point is just sit back and just you know grab a hold of something and see where they take us. Oh no, absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited right to do it. it. So am I. Yep. Yep. So, um, well, I, that's about it. All I had to say, um, anything else you want to close with? Nope. I'm done. I, cool. I want to get out of here. I want to turn my air conditioner back on cause I'm burning. <laughs> so burning. All right, uh, man. You're going to, you're going to move to the garage and live in the garage like I do. Well, I don't have a garage. I have a basement and I'm not going down there. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, so arachnophobia. Anyways, no, 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 not at all. I, I, I love spiders. I, will, I, I don't kill no, no, spiders. No, 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 the movie arachnophobia. I'm just imagining a wine cellar. Oh, you know. okay. Anyway, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good one, everybody.